Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of Fighting Words Podcast. I am your host, Ian Meshack. So glad you joined us today. I am joined by the fearless Tyrell Payton. What's going on, my man? How's it going? Nothing much, man. Welcome back, listeners. We're excited to dive into UFC 296, man. 296. It just wrapped up this past weekend. Last fight card of 2023, ending out the year. And can I be honest with you? It was not the fight card I wanted it to be. I Interesting. Reason being, reason being, start the show off hot. <laughs> I expected more from this card. Um, I just expected more excitement. I don't know if it's because we were missing out on Ian Gary, and that was actually something that moved the needle for everything. You know, I, we were just talking about the, before the podcast. We don't really care for Ian Gary that much, but I do think that that fight would have brought a lot of spice to the card, regardless. Um, and the fact that we lost on it, I think is kind of an energy killer. I think there were some great fights on the card that I don't let me get it wrong. Does it, does it win fight card of the year for me? No, probably not. We'll have, we'll have to, we'll have to tease the listeners a little bit of just kind of like our 2023 year in review podcast. I feel like that's one worthwhile recording and sharing with the fans out there. But I, uh, anyways, I, I, I did enjoy the fight card tremendously. You know, I wasn't able to catch all of the fights as I was, you know, we're two dads just rocking this podcast. And, well, sometimes you got to be a dad late at night, too. Can't watch <laughs> all of the UFC fights. But it was, uh, it was a great card in terms of, like, it had solid talent top to bottom. I think I was just expecting fireworks, and I got a firecracker, if that makes sense. It just... It no, didn't sure. pop the way I wanted it to, but uh, yeah. Initial thoughts on how the pod, uh, not on how the podcast, on, the, on how the card went. How'd you feel about it? Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, I agree. I know initially I was like, "Whoa!" I was kind of surprised by you said that, but then I thought, like, thought back on the fights, and yeah, I mean, lots of great names, lots of great matchups, um, but a lot of the fights didn't play out how I expected them to. Um, and when you kind of, you know, match this card up against other big cards from the years, yes, it has a lot of the names and matchups, but it wasn't, like you just said, it was more of a firecracker, not fireworks uh, mm-hmm. type of card. Definitely still enjoyed myself, um, but some of the fights left me like, eh, at the end of them. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, and speaking of fights that, eh, at the end of them, that was the whole Leon Edwards, Colby Covington fight. I talk about. And, you know, the result is Leon Edwards keeps his belt. He, you know, continues to have a really great string of fight and fights put together in general. But he's legit. Really, I mean, there's I'm not going to take anything from him. I'm going to I'm going to have some words to say about him afterwards. But um, we'll talk about the fight and then we'll talk about the post fight presser. But I sat here. You know, watching the fight, watching the card, you and I are texting back and forth. And I, I think I texted you three times throughout it. I was just, dude, I'm just so bored right now. Like, yeah. and, 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 and nothing against Leon, nothing against him. It was, I mean, Colby lost, like, straight up. And for him to even think he won three rounds to two is just like, I don't Some know. Some how... stuff. <laughs> but, no, but, like, more delusional because we can, like, count like you know all the head trauma and all the 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 drugs uh, (laughs) uh, uh, to nate and nick's mental lacking but colby is just i think 
delusional and or he's still in character one of the two but regardless he didn't do anything for the first three rounds i I feel like he was literally a sparring partner for for leon to you know take shots at with leg kicks and you know i i've really uh, he was a very slow starter for the second uzman fight which i kind of in the back of my mind was thinking yeah he might have the first round might get shaken up after the first round but and then he'll get back to it, but it didn't. It took him took him four and a half rounds to actually start fighting. Yeah. It, it just blew my mind for a guy who talked that much <clears throat> to not do that much. Yeah, you know what do you are, think about just Colby's performance get, as a whole? Oh, we get straight into it. I like it. Um, yeah, man. Um, I was happy that this was his performance. I'm not a Colby Covington fan at all. I, I don't like the guy. I don't like anyone who feels like they need to have a character like that to be successful. I don't care if it has made him a lot of money. Um, so watching him lose is my favorite. You know, I'm a big Kamaru Usman fan. So when he beat him twice, I love that. But, uh, going into this, I didn't think Kobe Covington was deserving of a title fight. Um, he beat Jorge Masvidal, um, and just sat on the shelf and waited for For two years, for two years and waited for a championship fight that he did not deserve. And not to get political here, I have to think that part of the reason why he got this fight is because Dana's friends with, with Trump and Trump liked Kobe. Like, because there's no other reason why this guy deserved a title fight over Bilal Muhammad or Gilbert Burns over the last. Like, there's so many other people at the top. Shafkat, <clears throat> you could have said. You could have even threw in uh, Kamzat if you wanted to over Kobe. A lot more active than Kobe Covington has been. And he beat Jorge Masvidal. He just wrestled him for five rounds. Like, he yeah, didn't do anything that's... spectacular. He, he never has. I told you last pod, he hasn't beat anybody that's young, that's an up and coming contender in his career. All his biggest fights are against Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley, people over the hill. And then, not to jump too far ahead, after this fight, he decides to call for Wonder Boy, who's 40. They're like, it's own brand for Buddy. He's scared of the new up-and-comer contenders. He doesn't want to fight those guys because he knows he's not that good. And he bit off more than he could chew. And Leon just simply dominated the space. And like, he, he was so uncomfortable. One, he should be, honestly, because the guy he went... What I don't know how many rounds with with Usman was it ten rounds two fights, he went ten rounds with Usman and Usman never did that to him like and he saw what yeah. Usman what happened to Usman against Leon which he, he put him to sleep and you have to respect Leon's striking and I bet you he was like I got to be very very careful not to get hit with something because Kobe is kind of a wild striker so yeah no he's not he, disciplined he's not at all and with that guy Leon Edwards is a very very technical striker. And you go ahead and mess up, and he's going to counter you. So I think that Kobe was nervous. I know he mentioned, oh, I, I had been off for a long layoff, so I was worried about, like, you know, my cardio. Buddy, they call you, call you the cardio king. I've never seen Kobe not be good in regret. Granted, he's gotten older. Don't get me wrong. But I've never heard that before. I think he was scared. I think he got in there, and he said something crazy about Leon's dad and realized, oh, this is, like, more real than just my usual trash talk, and people are not receiving it well, and Leon's really upset. And I think that it, 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 I think it affected Kobe because we know Kobe is he's in character, and I think he wants to get him hyped, like get the fight more hyped up. But I don't think he wanted to get that kind of response out of Leon. And when he did, I think it kind of hurt him a little bit, man. Like you heard Leon say, he cried in the back after the presser. I'm sure Kobe mm-hmm. knew that, you know. Oh, yeah. And then they had to fight that guy. I'm sure he's probably like, ah, God, I really hurt his because he didn't really want to. Um, but I think Kobe's done, man. And uh, I don't know if you saw Chelsea Sonnen kind of alluded to that, that potentially mm-hmm. Kobe Covington may never fight again, which that may be his best option. Well, yeah, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I kind of. 
What am I writing no. for you about Mr. Fan? <laughs> no, I I agree with what you're saying. I think we need to call Kobe what he is. He's a, a prize fighter. That's he's not a. He's not a. I, I think there was an argument at one point with the resume that he had at a certain point in time when he had beaten RDA the way he did, when he beat Damian Maya the way he did, when he beat all these guys the way he did. Um, and you're like, wow, like <clears throat> he he really has put together something. But now time has passed. I mean, he's had those. I mean, what the first fight with Usman was four four years ago, six years. Ago, I forget. Four years ago, I think. Five years ago. 18? Yeah. Something like that. Which is crazy because at at that point in time we were talking about how Colby was literally the uncrowned king. Like this this guy was awesome, legit, like give him his, you know, his respect. And then he's kind of taken his prime years off. Yep. I don't really know why, other than maybe he's just prize fighting at this point. He knows he can get the bag. He's probably drummed up. I'd agree with you that this fight was booked because Trump and the timing of Trump and probably some sort of election stuff. Yep. But <clears throat> hold on one sec. But I think that what's interesting is I I agree with you. I think the the Wonder Boy call out is an easy call out for him. I think right. he'll have a lot harder time than he thinks with Wonder Boy due to Wonder yep. Boy's performance this weekend. Um, yep. But there was a stat going around prior to this fight with Leon and Colby that I believe it was one in 30 title challengers in Walter Waite history have won above the age of 35. Colby's heading into age 36 at the beginning of the year. He's past his prime. Let's call it yep. what it is. Like uh, yep. he's He's not on the downswing of his career, I would say, and like the negative trajectory, but he is now, I think he's wisely picking and choosing the fights he wants to fight. I think he, yeah, he's an idiot on the mic. I think he's an absolute moron. I think he'll go down in the history books is not one of the best, but simply one of the guys who stole the Chael Sonnen shtick. And also he was the thorn in the Usman Leon's, Leon Edwards side of that title reign. You know, we'll look back in history as he was a good guy to challenge the belt, but it's a really bad record to be 0-3 in title fights. Uh, I think he's the only other person besides, who was it? I think BJ Penn, or I forget who, but of who have had 0-3 records in title fights in the welterweight division, which is really sad, to be honest with you. Like... Sad for Kobe. I don't feel sad well, for him. No, I, I'm saying sad in general because it's like, you know, you want to, you know. I, I do think legitimately those two fights with Usman were, were great fights, regardless of the, the outcome. You know, I, that was I think his peak. that. Yes, but that was, that was top. That was top Colby. But he never did anything after that to make his legacy, you know, established outside of that. And I, I don't think he cares that much, to be honest. Nope. I, I sincerely thought, though, after a loss this weekend, I texted you. I was like, I think we'll see the character finally break. I think he knows he's crossed that line. I think, uh, well, at least I expected that. And it turns out that that's not the case. Uh, yeah. He just wanted to, you know, continue to double down on this character and what he said about Leon's father, which is just insane that you would do that. Um, it was pride. Just, it was pride, man. He lost. He got beat. 
five rounds to beat up, and he his pride got in the way, man. Joe Joe Rogan was asking him some very direct questions, and Kobe um, was in denial. Like he mm-hmm. just couldn't believe he got beat that he got beat like that. And it's like just accept it. Even like someone like not to jump to different people, but like Aljamain Sterling, he lost to Sean O'Malley, and you know one could say maybe that stoppage was a little early. You know after rewatching it. And he still was like, man, yeah, I definitely came with the 145 and fight Volk looking like this. Like, just to be able to, like, accept, right. like, all right, I lost this fight, and maybe I'm not ready or where I think I need to be at. This guy can't yeah. even accept that. You've had three title chances, buddy. It's like, maybe get better. Wrestling is not going to do it all. People at the top can wrestle. And that's my problem with the guy. He's avoided the top competition because what can they all do? They all can stop yeah. takedowns and they all can strike. So he fought Usman great. And Mark, like Kamaro is my favorite from the division, but Kamaro is not a great striker. He has become a no, better he's, striker. He's better, yeah, and he's powerful. But like, I would love to see Kobe fight Gilbert Burns. I'd love to see him fight Shavkat. A lot of other top people in that division. Bilal, even Bilal Muhammad, who's not a great striker, but he can wrestle, and that makes it challenging for another wrestler because then you got to strike with him. And I, yeah. I guarantee you, Bilal Muhammad hits harder than Kobe Covington. So it's like he avoided all these tough fights of other contenders and just got to sit on the couch and got a title shot. While Bilal Muhammad's putting himself at risk over and over again, like you know what I'm saying, Gilbert Burns has yeah. clearly, and this guy gets to jump and get a title shot, and then you can't well, even have some humility and say, "Hey man, I lost. The better man won tonight." Nah, man, that's crazy. Man. I I can't accept that. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that it goes back to that statement that I made. I think he is a prize fighter at the end of the day. I think his second loss to Usman, I think that that fight was very close in terms of, you know, how you wanted to score it. I still I still score it for Usman, obviously. Um, it was a close one. Yeah, it, it was. It was it was probably I think it was the better fight of the two um, from a technical standpoint. But I do think that Colby realized in that moment in his career, he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm cut out to be champion. And I think he realized pretty quickly, oh, I have a buddy that I've talked a lot of smack on. I'm going to go, you know, put a fight together with him a year later and um, make some really nice money off of it. Well, now he, you know, and then moving to the Leon fight, I think obviously there were some internal strings pulled. I think Colby is also like, hey, man, like I need to be getting what I'm due. I feel like I'm, you know, you know, jaded X, Y, and Z. Because there was a time where we were talking about how Colby wasn't getting his title shot against Tyron because Tyron did the same thing that Leon's doing right now where he's kind of gatekeeping who he wants the next person to be. Um, yeah. And I, I think we, we're we quick to forget that. And, you know, I, I hope this doesn't sound one that I'm defending Colby by any means. It's I I try to, you know, see it from the side of the perspective of fighters as, as opposed to, you know, their shtick. And I think, thankfully, we're seeing this toxic sort of approach to fighting kind of go by the wayside where we've learned we can have really good stories without having the immense amount of eye-rolling, cringe-inducing trash talk. I think Connor was the best at its peak, and Colby is the worst at its lowest. And, you know, <laughs> Chael, Chael is somewhere in the middle, and I think that, um, you know, we could talk about the other trash talk that's happened this week amongst some other champs slash contenders with Sean and DDP, and I know we'll do that later in the podcast. But I personally think that this is it for Colby. I think the Wonder Boy call-out is great for prize fighting, but I don't think uh, – I honestly, I don't even think I'm going to ride with him uh if he you know decides that that's the next fight for him um just from how good wonder boy looked comparatively Boy. to how colby looked 
Um, I mean, night and day. And I think that, you know, if, if, if Colby was concerned about Leon striking, uh, he better be very concerned about wonder boy striking. Cause wonder boy looked sharp. Oh in there. He did. So he did. I, I think, and I think that Colby, I think Colby recognizes that he can no longer stack up with the rest of the guys. Hence the wonder boy call out. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that fight never comes to fruition. Like, Right I don't think Wonderboy takes it. I don't think Wonderboy no. takes it. Uh, I think he does. I think he does for the simple fact that it's another fight to put him back into the mix. But I, I do think, I do think Wonderboy has accepted the fact that he's probably on the downswing of his like <laughs> title chances. Like, uh, and I respect right. the heck out of him. Like he is out of all the guys in that division, he's taken the least amount of damage and come up with some really good wins, in my opinion. But yeah. Uh, the state of welterweight now, though, if we could kind of push into the post-fight, you know, stuff. One, I thought it was hilarious that Trump looked like he was leaving at the end of the of the <laughs> Colby Leon fight. Like, didn't even look like he was happy to stay. And I think that that probably killed Colby more than anything. He was um, leaving, wasn't he? He was leaving. Yeah. he was leaving. Yeah, yeah, which is just <laughs> funny to me. You know, so you know he doesn't like he doesn't like losers. He doesn't like losers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and, and Colby's a loser. Uh, whether you want to talk about personality or, you know, the fact that he actually lost. Um, he's something else, I, too. He's something else, too. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it rhymes with duck. It rhymes with duck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I think back to on, on, on the, the, the Leon presser, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down hard on Leon here. So let me. Clear, clear the room. I'm, I'm, I'm going clear on out. a rant here. I did not like how Leon fought, and I don't like how he handled the presser. And here's why: I think Leon, we forget very quickly prior to the Usman fight how boring of a fighter he is. Now, is he technically amazing? Yes. Is he one of the best strikers to you know exist in the division and also hold the belt in the welterweight division yes like we can accept both of those things this guy is as probably as plain as a piece of paper in terms of how he is exciting to watch because he i mean that fight between the first fight between him and usman or excuse me the first title fight between him and usman was so boring and we forget, too, that Leon, yes, Leon was kept out of the title picture, but there was a reason for it because he found this winding way, winding way of being one of the most boring fighters ever. Now, now I'm not going to say and, and dunk on Leon too hard because Colby did lose that fight, but Leon didn't really like seem like he wanted to put on a show or at least we are in the entertainment business. And I think that's something we forget very quickly, but as fans, like it's something I try or at least when I'm analyzing fights, it's something I try to keep in the forefront of my mind when I'm criticizing fighters. It's like, you have to be entertaining because if you're not entertaining, then you're not going to get any sort of shot or any sort of notoriety or any sort of payday. And I don't think it necessarily has to come through trash talking, but it does have to come through the way you fight. And I'm not saying take more risks, but, but I am for Leon because I think sometimes he thinks through his fights and he's like, I'm not going to do anything outside of just win the point fight. I'm not going to try to knock somebody out. I'm never going to risk it. And the only time we really saw, you know, Leon risk it uh, to try to win was the fifth round of the uh, Usman fight and he becomes champ. And then two, um, we kind of saw that at the end. He's like, I'm going to take Colby down. I'm going to disrespect him. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, I might lose this round, but at least I went for it. And, and the fifth round was 
by far the most entertaining round. Now, granted, again, I have to reiterate, Colby lost this fight. He lost this fight from top to bottom, left to right, because of Leon. Like, respect and credit where credit's due. But as a champion, and I have this recorded on this podcast, Sean O'Malley, when he called for Cheeto Vera, no-brainer. Everybody was excited about that fight. Everybody was like, yes, we need to do that fight. And I told you, champions need to be calling for their own like fights. I mean, we saw Vulcan Ilya build as it, time has gone on. Leon getting in the post-fight press conference saying, yeah, whoever they give me. And then pretty much straight up denying the Bilal fight because oh, I've already beat him. That makes you so uninteresting as a champion. Um, I almost was just like, well, give the belt to somebody else. Like, maybe let Bilal and Shavkat fight for the belt because clearly you're not interested in being an entertainer. And clearly you're not being interested in being, you know, a champion that, like, wants to actually draw eyes to yourself. There ain't no way you're going up to 185, buddy, because you're not interesting. And Dana's going to look at the numbers. You're going to say, well, you don't sell that much. And that pay-per-view is probably carried by Colby. You know, so I, I'm... I'm still so mixed on Leon because I do respect him as a champion. I do think he's done like a really nice, a really nice job uh, of defending his belt. But I can hold two opinions at once. I can say that he's a really good champ, but I can also say you're not an entertaining champion. And also, I'm disappointed in how you handle things in and out of the cage from a entertainment perspective. Um, so I hope it doesn't sound like I'm dogging him too much, but I do think that. It is a valid point that I'm making because you look at the other champions, you see how exciting they are, except for Islam. But Islam is about as plain as Leon gets. So at least Islam, though, is finishing fights. That's all I'll say on that matter. So any yeah. any thoughts on that? Any criticism? Yeah. Am I a crazy man for stating that? No, not at all, actually. Um, I, I agree. I think that... Uh, it's very easy for people to forget that before Leon threw a Hail Mary kick at Kamara Usman in their first title fight, um, he was getting dominated. And the fights leading up to that were a lot of decisions and lackluster finishes. I mean, like fights to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another one of those guys who's fought a lot of people in that division that, to me, their names don't really hold a lot of weight um, in present day. And, um, yeah, I think the most exciting thing that happened to Leon Edwards before that kick was him getting two-pieced in the back yeah. by, by Jorge Masvidal. Um, and I think that uh, I'm a little disappointed too, man. I think that um, Colby Covington, to me, clearly looked like the like he looked like he was deficient in a lot of ways against Leon. Like, um, and Leon didn't pull, like push. He didn't push on the gas and try to finish him. And I feel like he should have um, mm-hmm. because. Colby clearly was scared, man. And he didn't even give us anything. And then, yeah, you took him down. That's cute, right? Cool, you took him down. But, like, I'd rather you've knocked him out, you know, finished him and stood over top of him and did, like, the, the hit shot bang over it. Like, something exciting yeah. to get like, more clicks and views about you, right? But he didn't do that. He he was very safe. And, you know, as UFC fighters, you know, we're, we're kind of barbarians, right? We watch a very brutal sport to a lot of people. We like finishes. We like fights being entertaining and if he's just going to point people to wins every fight, then he's not going to sell much. Um, no. But he will be forced to fight, though. That's the thing, too. It's like, yeah. for this fight in particular, if, if Colby Covington actually you know pushes the pace and makes him fight, he has to fight. You know, he has mm-hmm. to. Like, Kamara was pushing the pace in his face the whole fight. What did he do? He threw a lot of kicks to get Kamara off of him in the, in the, the second title fight. 
So he had to yeah. throw things because if he didn't, Kamara was going to crowd him. Kobe was like even not even like getting close to him. Uh, no, he was a sparring partner. The first time he, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like the first time he went for a takedown, it was like kind of like slow, and he like reached for it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's weird. In the fifth round, Kobe mm-hmm. shot for a takedown and went and got it right. Like he went fully in, like he usually does. And yeah, and then Chain Kobe, wrestled it. Yeah, yeah, he and that's what he should did from round one. And I think that uh, adversity makes better champions. Um, for them mm-hmm. personally, just in their own growth and their talent, but also for us as fans. We like to build the story. And um, this fight didn't do anything for Leon Edwards' story. And I hate that in his presser he said, I fought like 10 fights without a title fight, so why does Bilal do different? Why does he get privileged? Come on, buddy, don't be Bro. that champion. Like, you should be like like Izzy and Kamara Usman and be like, hey, Bilal, you're next. Like, See see you first quarter next year or something. Like, just say it, right? Because that just gets the, the crowd riled up, you know? Or call out Shavkat. Like, hey, Shavkat's next. Dana's going to book mm-hmm. that fight. Whoever you call, he's going to book. Saying, I'll take whoever, but then saying, oh, Bilal doesn't deserve it. It's telling me you're scared of him. I know you poked him in his eye in the fight guy ended last time, and you were winning before then. But it sounds like a person who doesn't want to fight that fight because it's not a favorable one for him. And then the last thing I'll say, because you mentioned O'Malley, Sean O'Malley, they call his shot, but he avoided the number one contender. Because he knew that right. was a tougher fight. He took a guy, he's right. like, I need, I, want, I want to get that win back. And I, so I don't really respect that necessarily. We need more champions like, we, I said this probably every episode, like Izzy and Kamara Usman, who are like, give me whoever, and I'll fight them. Or even John Jones for a right. long time. Give me whoever, right. and I'll fight them. I don't care, you know what I'm saying? Or even when Sean are you going to respect now? Volk on this podcast? When are you going to respect Volk? Put, put <laughs> Volk in the... Volk too, I love Volk. I love Volk. And I hope that eventually <laughs> he fights Max Holloway for a fourth time. Because I think yeah. Max did beat him one of those times. So I think he should fight again. Um, but <laughs> so we, throw, we can throw Volk in there too, man. He's great. Even though he just got knocked out recently. But um, I think that... Yikes, man. You're that, just uh, coming with all the ands. All the ands. Oh, it's just <laughs> disrespectful, man. I love Volk, man. And I think that he I would have a very, good, a very good fight against Ilya Tapura. I don't know if he wins. We'll dive into it, obviously, no. um, next year, at the beginning of next year. But, like, yeah, I don't know about that fight. Anyway... Leon definitely lost some 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 cool points, some fans probably from that. Not an impressive win. A guy talks about your, and I don't even want to say it, your 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 unalived father. I don't even want to say you know I don't want to say yeah. it. Um, and that's how you go out there and fight him. And I know it's you have to control yourself and not get you worked up because that can put you in bad positions. But you still put yourself in bad position when you went for takedowns. <laughs> like, like right. You, so if you're gonna put yourself in that kind of situation, I'd rather you throw strikes and get taken right. down versus you trying to wrestle a wrestler. It made no sense to me. But, yeah, I agree, man. I think what you said was spot on. And we'll see what Leon's 2024 looks like. He's a very technical striker, man. But Bilal and Shavkat are, to me, bad matchups for him. So right. we'll see if he makes it out next year with the belt. I don't know if he I don't think I don't think Leon's the best welterweight in the division. Um, uh, uh, that'll it's Kamaro, the nightmare. Oh. <laughs> that's, who, that's who the best is in the division. I would I would disagree. I think I think it's Shavkat, Kamaru, and then Leon. I think that's the order there. I think that I think that that is worth a discussion in in the next two fights <laughs> that we talk about. Speaking of the next yeah. fight, is the other co-main event. Alexandre Pantoja comes out with a decision, unanimous statement decision win against Brandon Royval, and I know. We were kind of both expecting this kind of you know, we were kind of fifty fifty, I think, on the Leon and Colby fight being the fireworks, but we were expecting maybe fight of the year between Pantoja and Brandon Roy Val, but 
Talk about getting worked by the takedown. Brandon Roy Val. Just, oh, my uh, gosh. He just, I mean, a few things on Pantoja. One, he's a freak. Like, the fact that he looked exhausted out there and was still hitting blast doubles like it was his day job. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, yeah, the dude clearly has talent. And and I respect the heck out of him for the post-fight press conference. Literally calling out everybody say, Brandon, I'll fight you. Manel, I'll fight you. Like, whew. Like, that's how a champion should, if you're conducting yep. yourself. And even apologizing, saying, this is not how I wanted the fight to go, but I did win. Like, saying, like, even though, like, I sat there, I was like, holy crap, this guy's phenomenal. But, like, he owned the fact that, like, yeah, I wrestled. Yeah, I wasn't the sexiest fight that could have ever been done. But, like, the thing is, I'd rather watch that fight ten times out of ten than ever rewatch a Colby uh, Leon fight ever again. Like... Give me this fight because it was fun. It was exciting. And, you know, Brandon Roy Val, credit where credit's due, he really put it on him in the fifth round. Um, I thought maybe he was we were going to see, like, uh, snatching the victory out of Jaws of Defeat, but alas, we didn't. Um, Roy Val also, man, I, I meant to ma- make this. He has some of the biggest reaction to punches ever. Boy, like, I thought, when he gets I thought hit, he, he just bounces. Time. I know. Yeah. I was shocked. And and the fact that he was, like, not even dazed, like, I was like, oh, he just reacts. He didn't like getting hit. Um, regardless, the dude brought it to him, like, even though the decision was, what, 50-46, pretty much across the board. I I think that <clears throat> maybe 49-46, I think. Um, I think that it was a bummer to, to not have it closer than what it was, but... Uh, I do think that it's it's made me change my tune on Pantoja a little bit, like with the impressiveness that, you know, he can get tired and then he can still find that second wind and that second gear to really bring it. And I don't feel like you see that with a lot of guys. Like you can clearly tell he's in great shape. Um, I do think, uh, I don't know if I, I said this to you, but I was definitely thinking it this weekend. I still think Mighty Mouse works this entire division and it's not even close. I think that's what I said. That's what I said to you. Yeah. Like, gonna, yeah he would still yeah. beat everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, I do think that it is really like the guys at the top eight of this division or maybe top 10, like they're all killers. And it's really hard to be in this division um, right now. Well, who would have thought that we'd be saying that right now? But it's really hard because you're going to fight some tough guys and some really, really, uh, really good fighters. I do think that I'm very much intrigued by the Amir Al-Bazi fight coming up whenever that decides to get booked. I do think that in a perfect world, we get that fight next. Um, and then well, maybe... That's, the, that's, it. that's if he beats Moreno. He's yes, beat that's what I was going to say. And I'm yeah. kind of speaking that Al-Bazi will win. But who knows? Brandon Moreno is a... He's is, a dog. Is a freak. He's a dog. He is a, he's, he's something. So I wouldn't hate the, the trilogy fight between him and Pantoja either. I think all of the guys in the division of I would say the top eight, you know, truly have something special. I think Mokayev, it'll be interesting to see how he breaks through um, there. Um, but man, I while I was disappointed that we weren't getting all the electricity that we kind of expected with this fight, I thought it was awesome. Still, I thought the technique like one twenty five is such a special division, and I hope we never lose it. I hope it just continues to be the crazy small guys that are literal ninjas in there that can do pretty much anything and look amazing at it. I don't know. what do you think about the fight? what do you think about, you know, Pantoja's performance? What's next for him? 
<clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I feel like um, I was kind of bored. I mean, impressed by Pantoja's ability to uh, get takedowns, but more disappointed in Brandon Royval's performance of mm-hmm. lack of takedown defense. Um, yeah. Yeah, just like if he could have stuffed some takedowns, the way Pantoja looked gas, I think he could have potentially finished Pantoja. And right. I think DC said in the fifth round, he's like, if he stuffs this takedown, it may be bad. Because, you know, a guy shoots when he's exhausted and he doesn't get it. It's almost like they quit. So if he could have stuffed some of those takedowns, it may have been a different looking fight. He started piecing him up later in the fight, man. He had some okay strikes during the rounds. But he was overreacting quite a bit to most of Pantoja's strikes. I think Pantoja, I mean, kudos to him. Cool story. I love how he responded after the fight, you know, and said he's willing to fight whoever. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I like the flyweight division. I like those little fast, little fast guys, man. Um, but I don't think he'll be champion by the end of next year. I don't see him defending it. Like, he said he wanted to fight a few times, and I respect that. But he's not making it out alive. It's not his no. match, man. He's he's going to for sure lose that belt to Muhammad Makayev. Like that kid's going to take the belt. I, I just I don't know how you stop that kid from winning. Yeah, um, it's going to be a carousel of a division, I think, until Makayev gets up there. And even then, like we could still see you know the belt in the flyweight division change hands a lot. And you know, like you mentioned, I think Mighty Mouse still works this division. I think easy. You know, I think. Easy, too. I think what's crazy is is that he was just not respected in his time. I'm going to say this right now, and you can, listeners hold me to it. I do think he's the GOAT in terms of uh, all around. I think that, yes, we can argue John Jones. We can argue all this stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, Mighty Mouse had the cleanest record and the most title defenses, and he capped off the most title defenses with a flying arm bar. Like, who does that? So I think that it's the flyweight division's in the best state it's ever been in. Um, but I do miss Mighty Mouse. There's not a day that goes by that I don't question Dana White's decision-making on trading him away to one championship. But kudos to Mighty Mouse for making that bag. Yeah, um, agreed. But <clears throat> um, good fight. Uh, intri- intrigued to see how Pantoja will do with the others that are coming up. Um you know, I think he's got plenty of fights ahead of him that are not going to be easy. And like I said, I think that the belts are going to be a carousel moving forward uh, after this. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, third fight of the night was uh, Shavkat Rachmanov and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, Shavkat submits Wonderboy in the uh, second round. Um, I was really hoping Wonderboy was just going to, you know, outlast that choke. Or I think, I think it was just like a. I don't even know what it was. Neck crank. I, I couldn't tell you what it was, but um, I mean, Rachmanov or Rachmanov, whatever you want to call him, legit. No question about it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think I mentioned to you that I didn't really like the fact that he uh, that I wasn't impressed initially, and I've had time to think about it. And obviously, I'm impressed that he submitted Wonder Boy. And then yep. to hear that, oh, yeah, he was injured going into this fight. Like, I, think I was going to mention that. Pre-existing ankle, ankle injury, which makes a ton of sense as to why he was a lot more cautious. And not throwing and, kicks. He threw zero yeah, kicks. Zero. So that's what I was a little confused by. Um, I know I had stated that I I, I was very passionate that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson was going to win. Um, oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I, I will own that I came up <clears> short. <throat> Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Glad to be on the podcast. Glad to be talking oh, wow. to you all. 
Uh, I'm not perfect, uh, you know. Credit where credits due, but I also will stand stand by my boy. Wonder Boy looked great in that fight. Um, whether you want to say, yeah, you know, he got taken down and submitted the first time ever, sure. Uh, lest we forget, Shavkat literally has a hundred percent finish rate. Uh, there's not a single fight he hasn't finished. And then two, <laughs> Steven did look good. Um, and the takedown defense. I mean, I thought that he, no, he did. surprised he did. me uh, very much for a guy who's really purely known as a striker and who you know has been taken down. I, I feel like relentlessly, and even had that no takedown clause against Kevin Holland or like gentleman's agreement. <clears throat> I do think that um, Shafkat's done what Bilal and Gilbert Burns wish they could do, submitting Wonderboy. Uh, neither one of them did it and took him down a lot more. Um, so yep. credit where credit's due there. And I think that um, this will be one of those fights on Shafkat's resume that will age like a fine wine. And I do think that while this win wasn't impressive from the standpoint of like, wow, he really showed us – uh, just like all his skills in the in the bag, I do think he he showed us enough to be the top five guy. So, I mean, g- credit where credits due with 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 Shabcat. and I do think that while this performance isn't impressive enough uh, to get him an immediate title shot, I do think that um, it kind of makes me happy for Bilal that he's now kind of like okay, we can see that fight between. Leon and Bilal. Do I think it'll happen? Probably not, because I think the UFC, like I mentioned, is an entertainment business. It's not a which is crazy. Just a, um, <clears throat> yeah, just a place where you know you get it by meritocracy alone. Um, because if that were the case, Bilal and Leon would have already fought. But um, yeah, I, I it, it's it's a fight that still sits weird in my mouth. I'm not gonna lie to you, Tyrell. Like I, I think that it's one of those where. I, It'll age better over time. Right now, I, I I I don't know why it's still bothering me that I, that I was missing something from this fight. But there was something I was missing from this fight, and I don't know. I, was, I, I maybe it was just because there was literally four seconds left in the round when he tapped. But I mean, broken jaw is a broken jaw. Like hate that if he, if that were the case that he would have been uh, hurt like pretty badly uh, from Rachmanov. But yeah, uh, I'm bummed. Obviously that. Wonder Boy didn't win, so you could talk all your trash now. Uh, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> uh, what do you What do you think about Rachmanov's performance? How'd you feel about Wonder Boy? Uh, where you, do we go from know, here? You know, great points made there. You know, and before I go into <clears throat> talking about this fight, something you kind of glossed over. You know, you 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 have a habit of on these podcasts of coming okay. in and bragging about your record against me in picks, but for some reason today you kind of just you know glazed over the fact that. I won this fight card. You know, you just kind of. No, we were two and two. We were two and two. It's three two. Three two. Three two. Well, no, no, because because what I picked, we both picked Patty. You picked Shavkat. I picked Steven. I picked Pantoja. You picked Roy Val, and I picked uh, Colby. We'll pick Emmett. That's. Dude, I thought we both picked Emmett. Yeah, so we're both right. Yeah, we're tied. So, so you coming in here with all that energy of like, oh, we gotta serve you up with humble pie. I mean. You didn't beat me, so. Thought I beat you three. So, you just, hmm. you just, you just take, you just take a hike there, sir. <laughs> you just take a hike well, right over there. Well, let's so. listen, listen, man. You know, I got a little excited. I'll backpedal a little bit. But anyway, back to okay. Shavkat. <laughs> so you are not impressed by the win because you wanted Wonder Boy to win. That's okay, you know. 
But well, the man went in there with an ankle that needs to be surgically repaired, and he opted to not get surgery, and he still won. Um, and truthfully, I, I think he did a great job. I mean, kudos to Wonder Boy for stopping some takedowns, but I got to think that if my man's ankle is ankle is that bad, maybe he also has had a hard time using like his legs for power to do stuff to, mm-hmm. like to pick him up, maybe and take him down. Um, so although Wonder Boy looks sharp, he often does. I can't think of a fight recently I've seen a Wonder Boy where he does not look sharp, man. He's a very great striker. He's really good at distance control. Um, but I was impressed by the takedown defense. Um, but Shavkat just continues to do Shavkat things, man, like you mentioned. This man has finished every fight he's ever been in. That's some scary stuff, man. And um, to submit Wonder Boy, that's a big deal, man. And I think you're right. It probably will age well. Um, I just... Um, I think that where do we go from here? I think that Wonderboy, I don't think he should fight Colby. I think that Shavkat and Colby should fight. That's what I think. If Colby yeah, comes in wants to see if he still has it, it'll never happen. But right, but why is it never gonna happen? Because this guy's scared. Because because Colby comes and he's scared. But uh, but he but he has all the nicknames in the world for all these top fighters. But he don't want to fight them. You know, I just hate it. Um, so if I was the UFC, I approach Shavkat and say. Hey, you're going to fight Colby Covington. If not, I'm just going to shelf you and have you wait to have the next title shot. That gives Colby Covington a chance to kind of stay up in top relevancy of potentially being in, in line for another title shot because I'm not sure Leon comes out of that fight against Bilal with the belt, if I'm being honest. Um, the first time is a little different. I think Bilal's gotten a lot better. And don't be surprised if when they do book that fight, I think they have to. I think they, if they jump Bilal Muhammad and give it to Shavkat after that performance, which was okay. Like I said, I think he did a good job. Um, I don't think he deserves a shot over over Bilal Muhammad, though. So I think that if Bilal gets that fight, I think he gets helped out by the Dagestanis again. And I think that he's going right. to win the fight. Um, but, yeah, I think Shavkat either fights Colby or he he just rests until it's time for him to get his shot. And then Wonderboy, I think you – I think Wonderboy, I don't know, man. I don't know. You, at 40, do you keep fighting? Like, I mean, it's kind of – like you said, it's kind of the end. I don't think you're getting another shot at the belt. Um, I guess he could fight Sean Brady. Um, is that a fight that even intrigues him? And matchup wise, I mean, you saw what Sean Brady did in his last fight. Yikes! I don't know if that's a great matchup uh, for Wonder Boy. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. It's time I, for him to peace out. I mean, he's had a good career, man. Great he's career. had a great career. I mean, he's contended for the title what twice, um, both classics against uh, Tyron. Yep. I think the first one more than the second one, but I I think that you know. I think that he's carved a legacy out for himself. I don't think he needs to prove anything else to anyone from where he stands. I think he's in a really tough spot in the era of the welterweight division. I think there was a time where uh, Wonderboy probably could have, probably should have been champ. Um, but that time has come and gone, both from the stylistically you know, wrestling-heavy uh, welterweight division that really doesn't suit him anymore. To now we're, we're we're at this place with Wonder Boy where you know he's old. There's not a lot of fights that really make sense. I was even going to recommend that if Shavkat wants to stay busy and continue to fight, if he doesn't want to get that surgery, the only other fight that makes sense outside of the title is is that Sean Brady fight, in my opinion. I think that for for Shavkat for Shavkat, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only one that I can think of. But to be honest, I, I think we've said this on the podcast before. Uh, yeah, we said it last uh, with Khalil and uh, Anthony Smith. Is availability is your best friend? 
And I think yep. when you're available, you're they're going to take you for a title shot. So, I I I really don't think that Shopcott should fight anymore until he gets his title shot. I think everybody yep. accepts and recognizes that this guy doesn't even need to talk a lot to to be exciting. Um, yeah. And credit where credits due, you know, I I I I really think that Shavkat will be champ by the end of 2024. If he's not, I'll be stunned. Um, but I think the guy is. It does everything that, you know, Leon does. Maybe not as, you know, crazy of a kickboxer, but I think he does everything that Leon does, but better. If we're talking about all around. What's that? The champ's going to be Bilal Muhammad. Oh, you think so? Oh, you think so? Interesting. I do. Uh, I do. I mean, I think there's a lot to see from, you know, from all three of these guys at the top. And I think that now we've finally kind of separated the wheat from the chaff with Colby getting out of there, you know, with – Potentially, you know, Uzman moving up into the 185 division and, and carving his name say. out there. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't really know. Maybe, maybe Shabkat fights Uzman. I don't know. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, that's, that's a weird division. That's, that's why I didn't mention Kamaro to fight Shabkat because today on Instagram, Kamaro said, run it back. And he put a picture of Kamzai on his Instagram. He's trying to run that fight back. I love it. I He's like, like it. I'm staying at 185, and I want to fight you again because I want to have a full camp to beat you. I love it. Right. He, and so I think, I think he, he, I think he's fully done with 70. I think he realizes Leon has the belt still. I can't come back. If Kobe the one, I think he doesn't call out Kamzai. I think he goes back no. to 170. But because he knows that the chances of him getting a, a third crack at that, one other crack at that, yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. So it's smart for him to go to 185. And honestly, 185 is fun for him. It's new people. Right, exactly. It'd be a fun, and, you know. And I think it's a, it's a, it's still a path where he can make good money fights while 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 still be exciting and the potential to even poten- potentially win the belt. You know, um, I think there's a, also, there's a there's a path with him. Also, doesn't have to cut as much weight at his older age. You know, right? Going down to one seventy right. versus one eighty five. That's a big difference. So, keeping those extra pounds on may be good for his body and his knees. So, um. I like it for him. I hope they. I hope they do rebook that fight. I think Kamza is not going to want to rebook that fight. I think he's going to want yeah. to avoid that at all costs. But I hope they do rebook it. Well, but, here's the thing, though, is that you know I think the rumor mill that we had talked about was that Robert Whitaker and you know Kamaru was going to be a great you know next fight. Well, yeah. I think they're booking Paulo Costa and Robert Whitaker. So uh, Jamayo's got a dance is missing a dancing partner. We're not really talking about him, you know, fighting for the title. Um, obviously, you know, he could just sit out and not fight, but I do think that the fans would like to see Chimaya run it back with, with Usman. I definitely would. I think it's only fair. I think that, you know, obviously, um, I think that if you're going to do Chimaya and Usman, you do it as a five rounder and you see well, that's, yeah. what boys, yeah. what both boys are made of at 185. Um, I, I think that Chimaev needs to be tested in that way. I think he's uh, obviously got a lot of hype around him, sure. Um, but we haven't seen him proven in the five-round fights, you know. So yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see regardless. Um, but I would definitely like that fight to be run back. Um, something I was thinking about with Colby, just as a side note, you know, for we're matching up all these welterweights, I think the other fight that could make sense for um, – for the UFC, not for the for for Kobe to fight is actually Dustin Poirier if he wants to make prize fighting. Um, well, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's a good point. But your boy DP said 
He would never fight Colby Covington in the octagon. He's not making any oh, money off his name. The streets. He's like, we're fighting in the street, and I'm going to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's it's true. never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah, I, I just I would like to that. see. I'd like to see Dustin Poirier just beat the brakes off of him, uh, just for just for kicks and giggles. But yeah, thinking through welterweight matchmaking here, off the top of my head. But um, yeah, I am excited to see what Rachmanov does. Uh, I really do think he is such a an important piece to the welterweight division now. I think he's really been the guy that's kind of uh, made this division a bit more exciting. So I'm interested to see where it'll go next with him. Um, and obviously kind of hoping that, you know, maybe he'll become champ. It'd be cool to see that an undefeated guy become champ is very rare. And we haven't seen that since the Khabib days. So um, speaking of Khabib days, kind of sad um, um, is the the end of, I guess, the end of the, the, the Ferguson era. I don't know. El it's, it's over, man. Hang him up, Tony. That's why, if he's listening, hang him up, my friend. There's nothing left for you. You you have won our hearts. We love you. We support you. It's done, man. Like, it's time to hang him up. But sadly, yeah. I don't think he will do that anytime soon. Well, well, Dana said he hopes he, hopes he retires. So I, I think I Dana so. have a lot more influence. Also, if you didn't catch it on the broadcast, um, why am I drawing a blank? Um What's his name? Who was in his corner at the fight? Why am I David Goggins? He told DC and um, Joe Rogan that Tony may retire after this fight. He said it after the fight when it was over. He told him walking past the desk. So um, maybe Tony gets it, and maybe the UFC talked to him beforehand, like, "Hey, man, <clears throat> you know." Dana kind of gave him some. He threw him some bail before this fight and said, "You know, he's been on a losing streak, but look at the people he lost too." Uh, right. He's like so. It's a little different than losing to like Cans for six, seven fights in a row. He lost to some top level people, and then recently he lost like Bobby Green and stuff like that. No disrespect to Bobby, but like before that, it was killers. You know, Justin Gaethje, Bilal Muhammad. I mean, not Bilal. I'm sorry, uh, Benil Dariush, uh, Charles Oliveira. Like he was losing, Michael Chandler. Like he was losing to people that are top tier. So, um, well, and we also viewed Tony in a different light. Still at that point, we were still holding on to the hope that maybe he he'd he wasn't come back. Yeah, yeah. He, that Justin Gage, we talked about it in text. Justin Gage, you just changed that, that man's life. He just did. Yeah. Honestly. COVID did. Nah. Justin Gage, you did. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> I'm just. I'm just sad because I do. I do think it was definitely the Justin Gage fight that that really wore it down. Wore down like the, not the, not just him, but just in general, just kind of took all of it from him. Like it just. Yeah. Uh, but also, Father Time waits for no man. And a man who's pushing 40 now, um, like in the most deadly weight class of the entire UFC, um, I'm sorry to say, but it just, it's just really hard to match make for Tony now, especially, you know, I, I kind of look at the, you know, the spectrum of things you can't, if you're going to match make for him again, you can't have him fight somebody that's going to take him down. Um, because it's clear that Tony doesn't have the get up power that he used to do, but even when you know, he couldn't get up. At least he could do more off his back. You know, and credit where credit is due. Like, he didn't look horrible off his back when Patty took him down. But also, like, uh, Patty's not known for his, like, blast double wrestling. And he was pretty much having his way with him. And, uh, you know, Patty, I think, went into the fight saying, 
I, I, I'm not really winning anything out of this fight. Um, you know, I think it's a lose-lose situation for me. I disagree a bit. I think that, you know, the result, obviously, you know, a win, a winnable situation for him would have obviously been a knockout or a submission over Tony. Okay, great. Uh, I, he took him to a decision. Um, I don't think Patty looked perfect, but I definitely think he, for a guy who had a significant injury, um, to hop back in and, you know, show that, hey, I can hang with a, a com- I competitive, competitively can hang with Tony. I don't think, I think whether his cardio is messy or the fact that he truly just like emptied up the tank in the first round and was just exhausted. Like, okay, let's, let's take that for what it is. Um, I personally think that Patty needs a, a lot more fights to get up to the top. I don't know if he's a top 10. I could maybe see a top 15 guy, uh, but a lot of things are going to have to change for him. Um, I know he's wanted to take some time off again to be with his family, as I know his, his twin daughters are being born soon, which is exciting for him. Um, I do think he won me over a little bit more uh, this week. You know, I think his trash talk was actually pretty good against Tony. Um, and and <laughs> I do, but I do I do think that he did a good job at not being the bombastic Patty the Batty. I think it was the Patty that was focused and really a guy who fought determinately to win. Um, and I got to respect him. You know, he, his post fight presser was not obnoxious. It was over the top. It was very, you know, humble, honest, and straightforward. And, uh, you know, take the attention off of uh, like Patty as like the character and put it on the attention of like the other people that supported me, my community, the people he loves and cares about, like you're going to win, you know, that with the fans. Like, that's awesome. For like, sure. Uh, and I, and, I, and, I, and I think that's where Patty won uh, this week. I, I do think you give him Bobby Green as a next fight. I think that that's a great fight for him to ma- be matched up with. Maybe even Matt Favola. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's ready for a Jalen Turner. I think maybe <laughs> Dan Hooker. I, I had one for you. <laughs> who? Uh, BSD. Throw him to the wolves. Oh, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Throw him to the wolves. I've seen it. I, I recognize it. I don't think BSD should take that fight simply because I think that's n- not where his career trajectory is going. Um, and I don't really want to see a murder on live television. But um, <laughs> I I don't think Patty's close enough to get into that fight. I, I do think a Matt Favola, maybe... I think a Bobby Green's a great fight. Or maybe even the winner of Moicano and Dober. Uh, yeah. when that fight happens, like, yeah. I think Moicano, if Moicano wants to be money Moicano, he gets that fight. Like, okay, cool. I think, um, I think Dan, I think Dan Hooker still, it'd be bad too. I think Dan, I, I agree, too. but yeah, I do think bad. that Dan's aged significantly post, uh, post Jalen Turner fight, whether we want to accept that or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, <clears throat> I I'm interested to see where Patty goes. I'm not interested to see where uh, Tony Ferguson goes. I think we're watching BJ Penn 2.0 happen, and that's not yeah. a fun thing to watch. And and I have given up hoping. I think I've given up hoping that Tony would turn it around a lot quicker than you know most people online. Um, but now I've reached the point of if we can't do the retirement fight like Robbie Lawler's uh, for Tony, like just feed him. Somebody off the regional scene or somebody that's like we know that is just a striker and we know that Tony has a chance against. Um, 
don't I'm not sure he would even take that fight. He has too much pride. I don't think he would take it. I just, uh, but then like, like I know you and I talked about this too, texting back and forth. The guy is whether we want to accept it or not. There's something about uh, his demeanor right now that's mentally unwell. Uh, I know yeah. we've had that for a long time, and I'm I'm fearful that you know the UFC holds his contract and just kind of like holds on to it and doesn't let him fight anywhere else just for his own health. Um, yeah. because I know if they cut him, he's just going to go to Lord forbid BKFC. I mean, Oh my gosh, please no. Please but, no. but, but I mean, think about that. Like that we're saying that or like he goes to the PFL and just gets slaughtered. Like, like we're talking about like options that really aren't viable for Tony. And I think that's, what's so hard for, for me to accept is that we had this guy who literally was the terror. I mean, just throwing combinations. I mean, he he lived up to the name of it, and now we're looking at a shell of himself. I mean, I watched him throw out push kicks for, against Patty that were missing by a mile, and I was like, dude, I know if you if this was you five years ago, three years ago, like you'd be throwing those push kicks and it would be landing, and you'd be you'd be putting the pace and the pressure on him, and it just doesn't look like the same dude out there. Uh, I know he's got more energy, probably a little bit more pep in his step. I mean, kudos to him for you know making it through Goggins Hell Week, but I don't know, man. It's, it's it was over. just it's it is, and there's I I'm not gonna try to sit here and convince anybody that it's anything but that. And I truly, if he doesn't retire, I truly hope that Dana respects him enough to be like, I'm not giving you anybody that's even remotely above you. You're going to be fighting somebody well beneath you, and we're going to retire you. Like that's the only way that you can do, you can handle with him. And I would even say this: I'll argue this. Tony was one of the best flightweights ever. Like let's let's accept that. Like 13 fight win streak. Yes, he never held the belt, but like I would say top 10 lightweight of all time. And I think he deserves respect and deserves a retirement fight that's that's winnable for him to go out the right way. I don't know. Like you mentioned, I don't know if he'll take it, but that's the so. ending. That's the best I think for for yeah. this situation. And then let him go do whatever he wants to do after that. But yeah, I think he's just one of those guys that are a fighter for life. And unfortunately, that means that we have to watch some really tough fights over the next couple of years. And I say years in plural because I don't think he's going to hang them up anytime soon. So. Uh, he is this bit generation's BJ Penn. That's literally what it is, and I hate saying that because BJ was a great fighter, but BJ's fall from grace was epic. And who knows? Maybe bring BJ back for the <laughs> inaugural oh, inaugural oh uh, losing streak. Well, somebody has to lose, right? So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that fight, man. Anything else with Patty and, and, and Tony? I just I don't know. I'm sad now. I think, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I'll give Patty Pimblett some kudos. I think that just to kind of echo some of the sentiments you made, it's just he looked a lot more mature. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't as over the top. Um, and I, you could tell he clearly respects Tony Ferguson. Um, I definitely like the direction he's hitting in, kind of like talking more about the mental health space of things. And um, he looked like a really focused fighter. And I think he lo- he got to that fight and realized, okay, I'm in a real fight. Like, Tony Ferguson is still dangerous. Even though we just talked about how it's over, he's still dangerous. He still mm-hmm. has like you know <clears throat> the skills to be a person that could. He's still strong too. He's still powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that um, 
I love that Patty looked really focused in there. He was pretty sharp. Um, and he's definitely trajected in the right direction. Um, obviously, I, I kind of agree. I don't think he deserves a top 15 person yet. Maybe a Matt Favola or something like that looks better for him. Or maybe if you do give him Bobby Green, right, who's 14th right now. And I think it'd be a hell of a fight <clears throat> and a good fight for him. But uh, I think that Patty won me over back after this fight because after that Jared Gordon fight that I still believe he lost, um, this was a great bounce back fight for him. He, he won handily, yeah. um, and he was respectful, and he wasn't being ridiculous after the fight. So kudos to Patty. Looking forward to his next fight. That's, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I, 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 I think that he's carving a name out for himself. Um, so I'll be excited to see what happens next for him. Um, and I guess to round out the card, and, you know, we'll talk about, you know, uh, any other – touch on so many other fights we want to wrap up Todd shortly but uh Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell uh two punches landed from Josh Emmett one of them was jabbed the other one was literally almost killing I I was worried that Bryce might have died in that in the octagon if I could be honest that that was the scariest knockout I've seen in quite some time uh I think the only one that was closer to that was the Jessica I knockout from Valentina Shevchenko I think most recent memory um just because the head bouncing off the canvas i hate it when heads bounce off the canvas i hate even more when they go in the fencing position and uh bryce had the unfortunate opportunity of doing both um he went into convulsions yeah 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 no no i i mean they decided to cut to it and live broadcast which which i was like what is going on yeah um so i uh i am just kind of bewildered by uh, the fact that we kind of forgot how strong Josh, Josh Emmett was, but then I shouldn't say bewildered. I I forgot how great he was at just putting the lights out of people. Um, I definitely thought that Bryce was going to bring it a little bit more just because he always seems to, you know, stay in shape. I, I will say this. I think Bryce should retire. Um, I, I, I know that it's, he's such a young fighter for me to say that. Either retire or go to another uh, uh, go to another fighting organization because that is one of those punches and one of those knockouts that changes your life forever. Uh, I hate yep. to be that guy, um, but I don't want to see him take more hits like that. And it's crazy that we probably won't see him until the end of 2024, as you said. Um, but, you know, I, I just – that fight – I know, like, it's – it's going to happen. We're going to see a death in the octagon one of these days. Uh, that was, I, I felt a little sick after like, that was probably like, the, like, I know we both were like laughing, sending jokes of like, wow, crazy that, you know, uh, until like, we I, saw, yeah. until we saw what really happened. We're like, Oh, whoa, whoa. we stopped talking about it like, in that way. Yeah. It was, like, it was sad. Yeah. And, um, and <clears throat> excuse me. I really, <clears throat> Wow. I really like Bryce. I really do. I, th- I think he's a top 10 guy. Um, but at this point in time, yeah, you know, I think that he, I don't know. I think that he's, he's, he, I don't think he'll be champ in the featherweight division. I could see him potentially cutting and going down to bantamweight, but um, yeah, featherweight really, I just, there's too many guys that are ahead of him. Yep. Uh, which bums me out for him, but I think we've seen all we need to see from Bryce um, in terms of where he'll measure in the next, you know, five years if he remains in the UFC and continues to go on this yeah. path. But 
Um, Josh Emmett kind of making the statement too, put him back in the mix. I don't know what yeah. to to match make for him, but I mean, good on him. I mean, way to make a statement at 38 years old. Uh, he's a freak, yeah. man. He's huge. He is. That his back is insane. Um, I'll his say abs are insane. Yeah, he, he's 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 a little bit of a genetic freak. Um, yeah, I'll say this: Bryce Mitchell, he probably should either hang it up because that was brutal, um, or move down to bantamweight because he's. Not, I, I don't see him being anybody nine uh, and up in that division. Mm-mm. He can't be anyway. Maybe Kelvin Cater is the only one I can see him beating, but I still think that's tough for him too. Uh, well, didn't they fight recently, and 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 Calvin just edged him out in a controversial decision too? So is that really uh, by Calvin? I think it was. I think they did. I I think they did. I I could be confusing him with another. Oh yeah, no. Josh beat Calvin in a in a yes. kind of yeah, a yeah. questionable decision. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Bryce hasn't fought. Well, he fought fought Ilya, but he hasn't fought mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah, he didn't fight him yet. Um, but uh, I think yeah, maybe move down to, to bantamweight. Maybe have a better chance of clocking. You know, getting to that top top six. Still gonna be tough though, honestly. But um, yeah, man. I mean, Josh Emmett, insane power to generate at that weight. That's insane to me. Um, I just don't think. I mean, I'm good for him though, right? I'm, I'm happy for him. That's a a great way to finish this year for him. He had a tough year with some losses, and I just think that uh, he can't beat the people above him either. I'm sorry. Right. I just don't think he can beat any of those guys above him. It just yeah. Rebook rebook it, the Giga fight. That's all I gotta say. Rebook that. You know, for for Josh, I just I don't know. Yeah, I don't see him becoming champ anytime soon. So I yeah. think the Giga fight is the only one that makes sense at this point. Yeah, maybe Giga, because um, he's yeah he's not going to beat Ilya or well Ilya already beat him, but like yeah, Arnold Allen he can't beat him or Tega. No man, he can't beat those guys. Um, <clears throat> but kudos to him. He got a bonus. I'm sure he got a 50k bonus last night, which is probably nice. You say he's 38. I don't think I realized he was 38. But yeah, uh, man. good for him, man. Get as much money as you can. Continue to win fights. Try to stay in the mix. But uh, I know he said it's kind of like his last attempt to go for it. So good for him. Pick up that win and see where it takes him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So Patty and Batty, Tony Ferguson, obviously a sad fight, you know, with Josh Emmett and uh, Giga Chikadze, both. Uh, Naki, that being canceled. So I think that, that needs to be the rematch that gets booked. Um, and Bryce Mitchell should, you know, unfortunately, I think take a lot of time off after that KO. But yeah, t- overall, tons of time. yeah, overall, great card. Uh, the prelims uh, had some really good fights on it. Uh, Ariane Lipsky uh, submits Casey O'Neill. Uh, out Casey O'Neill's Casey O'Neill. Uh, I think that Ariana Lipsky is a problem in the women's flyweight division. I she's put together three straight. Um, to be honest, I think she could be fighting for a title soon. Um, didn't really expect that, but here we are, um, 2023, and I think that I think we're gonna see something special come out of this uh, streak that she's run on um, into 2024. Obviously, there are a lot of killers in that division. Um, but I do think that there could be a clear title shot for her. What do you think about Ariani? Did you think that she uh, she's getting there, or do you think she's still a ways away? Uh, I mean, I was I was thoroughly impressed, man. I mean, I think she may be. Um, ah, the division's interesting, you know. I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like I would love to see her place money up higher, you know? Maybe give her uh, Amanda Rebos or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I was impressed. I definitely went into that fight thinking Casey O'Neill was going to win, and so she surprised me with that. I think Casey was favorited too, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, to win that fight. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see where she goes next um, and who she gets. Tracy Cortez, um, maybe. Yeah, I thought about Tracy Cortez. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy for her. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't really have like a lot of <laughs> I'm not a follower of Casey O'Neill like that. I mean, I know she had some hype behind her. But uh, yeah. I, loved it. I love when there's upsets. So, Oh, yeah, me too. Her. Me too. And then Cody Garbrandt, former champ, fighting out in the prelims. Let's uh, go no love. Yeah, I know. Put the lights out on Brian Kelleher, which – I think that if you're going to do this with Cody, this is the way to do it. Um, give him guys that are going to build his resume again. Um, I love the Davison Figueredo call out. I think it's going to happen. And I think I love Cody's going to die. Um, I don't think so. I don't think you so. You don't think so. <laughs> I, I just... don't, man. He looked, he looked crispy in that octagon, boy. He was fast again. I, I, he did he looked look good, really man. fast, man. He, oh, my gosh. Did he? And that's a good matchup for him. It you is know, a great matchup. About Davis, there's nothing about Davison that makes me be like, against Cody that makes me go, ugh. You know? There's certain people in the division I'm like, yikes. Let's not make Cody, Cody face them. But that's a good matchup for him, man. Yeah. That uh, was not saying he matchup. wins. Not saying he no. wins. But I like that he called a shot, and I think that it's a fight you book. Um, yeah. They were supposed to fight before in the past. Uh, I thought I was yeah. not mistaken. So name value uh, in that for both of them. I think that, you know, obviously Cody's not the the best as what he was, but it's not like he's what super old. I mean, he's still got yeah. a lot of wheels left in his, his career. I mean, he was, what, yeah. I think he's still in his early thirties. I don't think he's super old, so he's still got time. Like, and, and, and I'm not going to write him off <laughs> 32. And you know what? 32. And you know what, man? I'm hoping that that losing streak and just those the way he lost those fights, it humbled him because he definitely was a cockier fighter when even when he was a champion, you know? And, you know, he was really good. So, but he got humbled, I hope. You know, I feel like after losing to TJ, he still wasn't humble. And right. He took a couple more losses and some bad fights. And I hope that now he's humbled. He's went back to the drawing board, cleaned some things up, and he's ready to make another run because 32 is not old by any stretch. Um, and I, I love it. I love the call out. So I hope they book it. I hope he does fight. Yeah. I hope he has some success. Um, but it, it's going to be a tough fight, man. Um, it'll be a tough fight for him. Right. For sure. And, but he, and, he's faster than Davis and Figueroa. He, we can agree on that. He's definitely faster than Davis and Figueroa. Do you agree with that? Oh, I think Davis yeah. can hit harder. Hit harder. Um, he can probably grapple him. But like I, I think that Cody is fast, man. Oh, my gosh. He looked fast in that fight. Yeah. If he doesn't get this davison fight which i do think will happen I, I i think it'll be a fun fight i i don't really see how cody gets out of it unless he just keeps the speed and is just able to uh kind of out grapple davison and then also touch him up without getting caught i think there's you know obviously a chance just don't fight wild fight smart um and these past two fights have been uh you know uh, kind of showcases that he has the speed and has the the, the mental capabilities to, to turn it up a bit. So I, I'm not going to write him out initially, but I don't love the fight. If if the UFC still wants to kind of build Cody back before he starts taking big, big names um, that are competitive, 
I give him the Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt too. Let's see it. Yeah, uh, I'm down for I, it. Let's see it. I, I think that that he, makes the most sense. Isn't it crazy to think he beat him in 2016? That was blew my it mind. Feels like it was, like, feels like forever ago. Wow. I mean, it was clearly, but yeah. wow. He's been struggling yeah. for a long time because he lost I to know. TJ in 2017 and 18. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. And I know he's had like spurts it. of like, like I know that knockout of Rafael Sunsau is nuts. Um, but yeah, no, he's not had the smoothest transition to, because I know he went down and fought Kai Kara France and was absolutely just obliterated so maybe he finds his streak and maybe he finds his stride who knows um still respect to him because he's champ at one point and really pieced up one of the most dominant if not the most dominant bantamweight of all time um in dominant cruise but so i i I would love that rematch i would love the figgy fight i think both are awesome um other fights on the card irene aldana uh beats wow rosa in Probably what a fight of the year is that fight of the year? Man, hey, listen, man, <laughs> I, I thought that fight was going to be boring, and yeah, they shut they shut me up very quickly. That was a hell of a fight, man. Um, it definitely should be in contention for fight of the year. Um, yeah, I'm glad they got a bonus for that fight. I hope they gave them more than fifty k for that, maybe a yeah. hundred or higher. It was a great fight, man, especially on the prelim card to, to perform like that. Um, right. I'm not the biggest um, Aldana fan. I, I mean, I, maybe because she got squashed <laughs> by Amanda Nunez. But right. um, I was impressed, man. Uh, she's tough, and so is Rosa. They're both tough. Um, I like to see them running back again. It was a close fight. I think it was, they should run it back. It was fun. Right. No, me too. I, I would love to see that. I mean, both of them looked disgusting afterwards. Did you see that oh my picture of them in oh, the hospital? Before. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it looks like they got in a fight with a wood chipper, man. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, did you think that was a unanimous decision? Did you think that was a unanimous decision? I, I thought it might be split. Split. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised a little bit, but good, great I fight. Mean, Not good, great fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't. The weird thing is, there's literally no like, uh, like to know what he's getting a title shot off of that, which is crazy to me. But that's. I mean, Irene just fought for the title, and she was not impressive. I, I will say, I, maybe it gets her back into the realm of possibility there, but I don't know. That was uh, that was <laughs> that was that was a crazy fight. I like I said, I do think that that should be up there for fight of the year. It's definitely in my talks for it. Um, I mean, kudos to both women. I I never have super high hopes for. Yeah, uh, you know the women's bantam women's bantamweight division just because it's just not super super exciting, but I mean shout outs to them for really putting on a master class of of blood guts and glory. That's a, just bleed, you know. That's why we watch the UFC. Um, and then finally, last fight to round out the prelims card. I know we touched on I think all of them. Yeah, uh, was the Alonzo Metafield and uh, Dustin Jacoby. I think you got you fight you have these guys fight nine times out of ten. It, it uh, I should say ten uh, ten times. It's it split down fifty fifty uh, on yeah. who wins the fight. I, I thought yeah. that uh, Jacoby was going to get out there and you know he did. He he outworked them and then he just got nailed by some power Boy. punches. I mean, we forget that Alonzo Metafield really is a problem, and I definitely did because I think 
in the last podcast, we both kind of said, eh, is he, you know, is he, is he on the back end of his career? Or is he on the front end? Where, where's he at? Um, but man, he put the work on, on him when he, when he had those, those shots that Dustin, excuse me, that he got hit by bombs, but Dustin's jab was just key. I mean, he was boxing the face off of him. So I think it's a fight I would love to see again. I don't think Alonzo really wants that because he's like, oh, the clock's ticking. I want to continue to put together knockouts and submissions so that I can potentially get in line for a title. And with light heavyweight where it being where it is right now, I think we definitely could see uh, him fast-tracked if he starts putting together more finishes. But I'm not obviously going to say that he's a title contender right now. But I do think it's interesting how it shook out because I definitely thought Jacoby was going to start making more splash and name for himself. But happy for Alonzo. I definitely think this was a long time coming in terms of, uh, you know, a noteworthy win that he hasn't really had in a while. So yeah. how do you feel about the fight? Yeah, I kind of agree with everything you just said about it. I feel like it was a it was an interesting fight. Uh, I think we both kind of predicted that Justin – Jacoby would win it, uh, but mm-hmm. Alonzo midfield has a lot of power, man. Um, a lot of I power. I think that, I mean, light heavyweight, heavyweight, if you have power, man, it can be a real difference maker. I mean, obviously, every division, I guess I should say it that way, but it seems like at those top two divisions, if you can crack, usually those fights end fast. If you can hit somebody, you can usually win a lot of fights, i.e. Derek Lewis uh, in heavyweight. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he got the win. I love to see him run it back. I don't see much coming from this for him. I don't know. Like, I don't see him beating a lot of people like heavyweight um, above. I, I, I'd be intrigued to see him fight Ryan Spann. I think that that's a worthwhile fight if if they're looking for people to, to you know. <clears throat> you, think he's, you, think, you think he's fast enough to hit Ryan Spann? No. I don't know if he's even fast. I think Ryan's so fast and athletic. It's like he's he's really big and athletic. Like he's like muscular. But is he mm-hmm. fast enough? He looks, looks kind of like slow in there to me. Um, yeah. That's why I thought Jacoby's gonna have a lot more success with his background yeah. and kickboxing. And he was with that jab, like you were saying. Yeah, and then he got touched. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> didn't like that too much. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we can't definitely can't count him out because he's got his power. Um, but I, <clears throat> if Ryan Spain's looking to get back in the win column, I definitely think it's a worthwhile fight that you know favors him. Um, but Alonzo, man, I mean. If, if, he, if he wins Ryan Spann, I mean, put him up there, man. Give him some big-name fights. I don't know. Maybe he fights Anthony Smith. Maybe that. Maybe that's what oh, gosh. ends Anthony's career if Khalil couldn't do it. I don't know. That's probably murder by <laughs> fight booking, which is why I'm not the UFC. So, But regardless, shout-out to him. Thought that was a, that was a great fight. Uh, shocked that it didn't end in a knockout. Uh Jacoby credit where credit's due. Somehow he didn't fall asleep in there. But uh, yeah, man. <clears throat> Overall, caps off a great UFC uh, 296. Super excited for 2024. And that's that's it for the uh, for the year. Uh, kind of a sad yeah. way to, to go out. But you know what? We're here for a good time for next year. And uh, you can be expecting to hear more from, from, from both of us. Uh, for the remainder of the year you know we're going to talk you know maybe not specifically about fight cards that we're reviewing but you know other things that we're you know looking forward to in 2024 obviously like i mentioned earlier looking back in 2023 uh, a year in review probably give some fighting words awards you know like it means anything but we're still going to give them out and just excited to uh to see how 
you know, 2024 heading into the new year, what what kind of championships are going to look like, you know, who's going to be the next champs, who's going to do all this stuff, and we'll obviously be covering it. So, uh, Tyrell, as always, so glad to join me, and uh, it's been a it's been a heck of a year for Fighting Words, and looking forward to 2024. But uh, yeah, all the listeners that hung around, stuck around to to catch this episode, appreciate you listening. Uh, if you don't mind, drop us a review, drop us a drop us a, a follow on the good old Spotify's, drop us a follow on Instagram. Um, notice we've gotten some numbers that have been growing lately there, so thank you. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and who knows, you might get a shout out. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll be it for today's episode, and we'll catch you guys later. Thanks.